let's let's see how this goes. See how this goes. Well, <laughs> the enthusiasm. Union goal scored by AJ and Luke, the Goofy Brothers. Hey guys, Doobie Brothers Podcast presented by the Brotherly Game. I'm AJ down in Fredericksburg, Virginia, and I'm joined by my co-host and my brother. I am Luke. I'm up here in Philly, and it's episode 103. After 100 episodes, we should change. We should have changed that. That, that same opening every day, but whatever, whatever. People love it. We'll workshop it. Yeah, we'll try something yeah, next yeah. time, maybe. If if you guys, we'll just put out there. If any of our loyal followers have a suggestion, let us know. Yeah, just um, do our podcast for us. Yeah, if there's anything you would like to talk about. Anyway, it's episode 103. <laughs> right now, it's October 14th on our recording. Um, so hopefully you're enjoying your Friday as you listen to this and you're getting ready for the weekend where the Union are going to be playing Montreal. Tonight we'll be talking about the Union's win over Cincinnati. Um, we'll talk about some U.S. soccer and then we'll do a little preview of the last you know, six six games of our year, which is crazy. Six games this year that are left. That's wild. Yeah. Um, cool. So, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Luke, I'm I'm gonna lean on you for this segment of uh, the Cincinnati. I was a little out of commission for this game, so tell me tell me about it. Yeah, it was. I mean, it was it was a pretty interesting game. Um, how I, I I had to watch it from our parents' office because I was dog sitting for um for for our parents and I couldn't figure out their TV and how they get the phl channel on their their big nice tv so i had to watch it from my dad's our dad's office so that was fun but the game itself was even more interesting than that little little story um because being during international break there were it was kind of slim pickings for the union uh, lineup so there's you know a lot of teenagers out on the field which is, which is always fun to see we got to see our our buddy Nate Harry will get, get to start at the the right wing back we got to see jack mclinn in there paxton was in so, good things happen when those guys are in, and actually that held up to be true because the Union held on to win two one. Um, the first half, uh, the first half was weird. I'll just say that um, Union started at three five two, which I can't even remember the last time they did that to start the game. Um, do you have any uh, whatever? But um, it, <laughs> I, I, I doubt you. Do, do you do you have any remember the last time Union did that? Yeah, but I'm not gonna tell you now. Cool, cool, cool. Okay, um, and so, and I didn't, I didn't mind it. Um, I think Glasnes, Ellie, and Finley probably aren't the strongest to play in that kind of formation. I think you need like a Mark McKenzie type that's a little more mobile, uh, a little like quicker on the ball, uh, that kind of player in center back. I feel like the other three held their own, but it didn't. Th- it wasn't the cleanest of performances in the first half playing that way and they, and they switched in, in the second half but yeah i hear i hear Stuart finley's pretty fast though is that the word on the street yeah despite his uh people ranking i i don't know he's maybe not quick it, maybe he's fat, you know he's maybe not the, the short sprints maybe aren't there for him maybe he's got the, the longer strides i don't know it's not something i really noticed but 
I, it just felt like there was a lot of a lot of open spaces playing in this formation. I think a part of it was just you know the newness of it. They they're not as used to it, and obviously there's a lot of new guys in this kind of in this roster, so there are a lot of lot of adjustments that they're they're figuring out. But I feel like there's so much like open spaces and like it, it just they weren't really gelling super well in in that formation. And good thing they're playing at Cincinnati because Cincinnati got a couple of looks and Freeze you know held his own and made some good saves but Cincinnati should have done better and took took taken advantage of the union's um kind of disarray in the back to, to start the game but um fortunately for us yeah they, they, they didn't end um and then and then uh Paxton and, and Jack McGlynn combined and, and got into the box and, and Paxton got the ball over to Casper and he had the clean finish on goal and, and that was that that goal was really fun to see. I I, I love the McGlynn and Paxton combination. I feel like that happened a lot in this game, and those two were creating the best chances of of the Union's attack when it was coming through those two guys. So that was really, I just I just made me made you feel good, you know, seeing the two teenagers kind of run run the Union offense and do it pretty mm-hmm. well. Um, I still feel like there's a disclaimer that it's against Cincinnati and they were just bad because even even their defense was not great either um but that was great to see and then and to see casper get a, a nice finish that was more than just a tapping you know more than just the ball served right to his his head or to his foot that he just puts it in he did some work yeah. too and, and had some nice composure to to get that ball onto his right foot and, and and put it away so that was all really really nice um yeah i wanted to speak to that one yeah. i'll jump in i'll jump in um I think, yeah, this was one of the first times in recent memory where I've seen Casper receive a ball and, and create the goal. I feel like so much he's been just getting the ball from other people's work uh, or PK from someone else's work. And so I feel like there was a lot of, you know, and I I, I was going to say like haters, but I mean, I'm not, I don't know if it's necessarily haters, but just people are like, is this like I'm very well on the record saying like, I don't think he's really doing that great. And um, I think there are plenty of people who would agree that that was kind of how it was going. Um, but yeah, it's kind of like he's hitting his form right now, which we know he's a streaky, streaky player, but this was definitely his, his best goal as far as creating. And so it was good to see that because I feel like last podcast, we were talking about how we haven't really seen him um, cut back to mm-hmm. score a goal. Yeah. And he did that exact thing. It was just really close to the goal. Yeah. And the finish was great. He went the other way and uh yeah, I mean no one no one had a shot at stopping that. Yeah. Yeah, it was good. And um another note it, it kind of sucked for Santos. He started the game and actually had a good, pretty good look in like around the fifth minute, um from another combination play of, of McGlynn and Paxson. But then he came off around the 15th minute holding his, it's like a quad hamstring type of injury, you know, some muscle injury and he, he, he couldn't continue. But so you need to send in a, another another homegrown and, and uh, Quinn Sullivan t- took his spot and did decent. He didn't do, from my memory, he wasn't as, um, I don't know, like effective. Like when we seen him come in like later in games as a sub, he's he's able to like really create some chances, and he and he was a bit, a bit more of a steady presence and didn't like jump out as as much in in my mind from from this game. But you know, did his job. Um, but yeah, it was just it, it just funny that uh, 
they just throw in another home grin. And it, it was kind of disappointing to not see Davo um, take that spot. But, I mean, I, I can't complain with seeing Quinn Sullivan because he's, I, I would say, he's earned it more um, than, than Davo at this point. Um, and then, yeah, going to the second half, the Union went more to a 4 4 2, and Elliott slid up to the six. A little more stable. I, I think that kind of helped. Um, I think that uh, that helped Harry a lot. I, I I like seeing him out there, and I think he probably could figure out the, the wing back role. But I think at this point, he's he's knows the the more traditional fullback position better, so that 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 worked out for him. And 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 Flack on the other side was, I mean, he just covers ground so well that that he was he made do playing the wing back. But I think he's and he's definitely definitely a, a way more effective player in, in midfield but he he held his own in, in the the left back role as well um but i think the union just were felt way more comfortable as a, in that in a more of a 4-4-2 situation than the than the, than the first half but whew. and and then um who scored the second goal that was uh mr oh. nathan Hale. yeah there we go Two. and i really like this one because it starts with um elliot and midfield just like dribbling a circle to evade the uh, Cincinnati player and just kind of like left him in the dust. And it was like Cincinnati just was like, oh, okay. Like we didn't get the ball. And then Elliot had free run, um, ran about 10 yards and then played it out to Harriel who picked his head up, saw a gap between the uh, defenders and just put a picture perfect ball. Paxton getting up, man. That was a nice, powerful header, headed it down. Uh, perfect, perfect form and everything. Looking like a beast rising up like that. I don't think I remember Brendan having. Like, I feel like he maybe had one header, but uh, yeah, that was that was an impressive, impressive goal for those three players. Each one just a really perfect play. Elliot to Harriel to um, Pax. Yeah, uh, yeah. I, that that Harriel ball was awesome. That was like pitcher perfect, and he he really floated it up there. So that was awesome to see. And then one thing that. Uh, I, I was happy to see, and I, I feel like all Union fans had to appreciate this, was Harris scoring his little goal. Yeah. And, um, I mean, all the goals were really pretty on the night. I don't know which one was my favorite, but this was this was just super pretty. Just look, picked his head up, and obviously we know his left foot is about as good as Jack McGlynn's, and he just <laughs> pops it into the open space of the net. Like, and just just pick your, pick your spot and put it there. So that was pretty cool. Yeah, that was um, nice. It was nice that he scored, but it wasn't anything to beat to beat us. Yeah, um, yeah. I mean, it, it made for a more interesting end of the game. Um, it was a little disappointing that the Union stream got cut off with five minutes left in the in stoppage time, but fortunately, nothing actually happened in that in that time. But it, yeah, it, even with that goal, it it still didn't feel like Cincinnati had enough to to really come back in the game. Um, but yeah, so it's just nice to see Harris get get a goal that's in, inconsequential to us. Right, right. Um, then then I think we uh, have to give a big shout out to the keeper, Mister Mister Matt Freeze. Yeah. How awesome! How awesome was he on the night? Yeah, he just... he came up real big, and yeah, it, I mean it, it made sense. He he got the start with all the other homegrowns being on the field too. So yeah, it, it was good to see him. Um, yeah. So let's, uh, I guess one other thing, just thinking of like union news, uh, coming out this weekend talking about all these younger dudes. Um, 
I put flash, but uh, it's flock, <laughs> flock, coming in on MLS's twenty-two under twenty-two at number fifteen. Yeah. So he playing on the wing in this game. Obviously, we know he's played the six, the eight. He's really kind of been whatever we need him to be. It's got on the uh, score sheet recently. So, um, did you think that was an appropriate spot for him to be? Do you feel like any of the union players were robbed? I think he was probably at a good spot. Um, it's it's a pretty tough list. Like this, these lists are getting pretty, um, you know, tough to crack now that yeah. like all these all these teams are investing in in, in young guys like this. Um, but I feel like his he, he definitely earned that spot. I I don't think I would put him much higher up. Um, just looking at the rest of the guys he was around, I think there is there may be a shout for Quinn Sullivan getting in there. But again, like all, all the guys on this on these on this list are also like big contributors to their team and he's you know more of a, a impact sub at the moment so i i you kind of get him or maybe paxley not getting into the into the 22 what do you think yeah i think yeah like when you look at the names on the list all the players are pretty much contributing to their teams regularly um i don't think there's any argument that he's been the biggest impact player for our team um if you're talking who's going to be the furthest along in their career in three to four years, which I know sometimes that list is built on a little bit of potential. Then you might have an argument for the other guys, but um, I don't think, I don't think you can argue against flock being in. I think the only argument would be is if you were to say this list is more about, you know, a name now that's going to be really progressed in three, three to four years, then, then you could say, one of the other guys, but nah, man, I, I think, I think it's good, good recognition of a player who uh, definitely deserves, d- deserves it for what he's put in for the team. And um, yeah, yeah, it is, it is funny that he is still so young, 20 years old. All right. I want to backtrack a little bit. I think he should be one spot higher because I just went back to listen. He's right behind Brenner. Oh, he's a big yeah. name, you know, a lot of money that got spent for him, but even in this in this game against us, like he did nothing, um, and Union are very good at at, at um, cutting off a, a striker on teams. We did the same thing with Josh Zardes the the week before, but I feel like if we're looking at, I, I you know I get there's a lot of factors, but I feel like Leon Flack did a little bit more this year than Brenner, so I, I would put Flack one spot higher. I think that that's a little more fair. Yeah, I didn't Flack throw that in, so that's a good one. <laughs> Incredible. 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 All right. You mean best, you mean worst. Who? Um, <laughs> uh, yeah. I'm going to let you go first because uh, you've got a stronger opinion on, on this week's or more uh, knowledgeable opinion. Yeah. Uh, I want to go with you best being Paxton. Um, nice. Yeah. I think he's showing more and more that he deserves more looks. Um, and he, yeah, he played great and you know the goal was great but he also did a lot of other things so it it showed that he yeah just deserves more minutes so i'm gonna go matt freeze yeah that's it, it was either him or harrell but uh yeah i'll say matt freeze gets gets a step in and it wasn't like he wasn't busy he had to make a lot of big saves so yeah. um that was that was great to see and he's had quite the years so it's nice to give him a nice shining bright moment yeah did you did you have a worst? Um, I, maybe Finley. I just feel like he just is a little 
step behind the other two center backs in terms of quality. Um, but maybe we just need to see more of him. I know he, he's getting pretty infrequent minutes, so that's tough to deal with. But I just haven't seen much from him that I you know want to see more of. I guess. Yeah. But I guess yeah. I mean we are we do have a really good defense, and Elliot and Glass are, are very good center backs. So it's maybe that's a tough comparison. Fair, fair. I'll go uh, Santos. That's so mean. It's it's not necessarily that he was bad, but it's just a bad bad uh, week for him to get hurt and not get minutes. And um, the Union able to pull out a couple goals. The other striker is kind of pulling ahead as far as you know solidifying that spot. Yeah. Um, So yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I mean, he he flops a lot. It's just a matter of time until uh, it was real. But yeah, that's true. All right, all right. Let's take another break, and uh, we'll talk about the U.S. and we'll preview the next six games of the or the the last six games of the Indian season. So come back after this message. Hey guys, Super Brothers Podcast presented by the Brother Day Game is AJ and Luke. Thanks for listening to that message. The message. The message. Um. Let us know what you thought of the message. <laughs> so, the big, biggest thing going on in soccer, and the reason why we have like no players on the field um, or on the bench, I guess, is World Cup qualifiers happening. Of course, uh, Jamaica, Panama, Costa Rica, nice little window, kind of six points. Uh, I, I guess let's let's go macro, and then we can talk a little micro. Okay. Um, how, how do you feel right now with where we stand, second in CONCACAF? I feel okay. Um, I, I felt like after the Jamaica game, you know, you get you get that really nice high from the a, a nice game like that. I thought, I feel like I was going to, like, backtrack what I was saying in our last podcast where I was, like, saying, you know, maybe they'll get, like, five points and, like, whatever. I was really trying to downplay stuff. And then the Panama, Panama game came, and I and then I went right back to to the Negadelphia or, or negative, I don't know, negative, negative American. American view. Um, so I, I don't know. These these windows are a roller coaster, and and I, I once again I feel like we end up like fine from from the, the close of the window, but it, there's still a lot of questions and still you know a lot of you know lack of confidence sometimes in the, with the team. There's so it's so hard to read. I don't know what's what's your take. Um, yeah, so, uh, I, w- I was on the side of, I was maybe being too dramatic on, uh, Berhalter after that Panama game, but there's just, it's like, it's not his first time coaching this group. I mean, gosh, what am I trying to say? Like, I just feel like there's just so many questions. We don't know what formation, we don't know what players, we don't know really what's going on. He's saying, you know, you got to look at the game in front of you and you got to play that game, but then you make seven changes and the team has absolutely no chemistry out on the field. And it's really because you're you're actually looking at the next game, the home game, as the important one. Um, I, yeah. And, yeah, they just looked so bad against Panama. And you're just like, what? What is going on? Like, we've got quality, but... What for whatever reason they just aren't being quality and uh, yeah, so I was ready to move on from Burr Alter and people were like, well, you don't want to change coaches 
mid, you know, mid cycle, mid qualifying cycle. But it's like in my mind, it was what would we be losing? A bunch of confusion and really good, like our golden generation playing crappy. Like, why would you want to sit on that? Like, let's let's change it up and simplify and just say, hey, you're the best eleven players. We've got a game right now. You eleven go play. Um, and that, that's a little simplistic way to think about it but i think greg's just over overthought so much stuff um my thought the comparison of him and like fantasy football is he's he's the guy who overthinks too much makes too many changes and then it's 105 on a sunday and he doesn't have a kicker in the game because he was overthinking the tight end position or something mm-hmm. so just like missing missing the and and like just like some of the guys he's playing i which guys specifically do you disagree with them playing um i mean zardes all like zardes i mean i know we weren't going to get away from it but like um he was just terrible on the night legit was terrible Ariola was dead it was just like I thought, I thought Mark McKenzie, um, it was nice seeing him play. Um, I, I don't think it was his best game ever, but I don't think he was the worst one out there. Yeah. Um, Musa looked like he was by himself in the midfield with no confidence of anyone around him. Um, I think, I think that was even more exaggerated after the Costa Rica game where he looked really good because he had good players in the midfield with him. But when it's like him and Acosta and Legette, like yeah, Musa, don't pass the ball. <laughs> like, like legit, just kept going backwards with it. It's like, wait, no, you, you got to turn forward, and legit can't turn forward. Um, Acosta just kept kicking the ball to the other team, like, or hitting the first player of a, a first defender for a free kick or something. It's like, ah, uh, and then then the poor dude gets his head knocked out and. They should have just taken him out at that point um, and just, you know, play 10. And then you got Zimmerman. Uh, like, he got hurt, so they just left him up top. And it was because we, like, blew our whole subs because Perhalter hadn't gotten it right again. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think I, I texted you and Dad that, that, like, five games into the cycle, the qualifying cycle, and every game Berhalter had to make major changes for the second half, meaning his game plan has not been right at all for the first five games of the cycle. Um, and yeah, so that was kind of where I, that's, and I'm, I mean, Tyler Adams, that guy, when he came on, he, he was just another level and it was awesome to see him and Aaronson come up, come in and, um, but I think I think Tyler Adams really established himself as being the superior player on the field uh, yeah. against Panama. Um, but again, it was just like there there just was not enough out there. Like why wasn't Hoppy coming into that game an energy guy? Right. Like I, I, that was a miss. Um, I understand. I, I wanted Yedlin to come in as well, so I was glad to see that one because Shaq Moore was terrible. I don't know. That was very negative for like three minutes on a team that this podcast isn't necessarily right. guided. But um, things I do like, union related, uh, 
I see a future for Jim Curtin in this in this role. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, I, I crossed my mind as well. Um, um, it'd be bad not for us, but yeah. Mackenzie uh, didn't show to be terrible, um, and other guys did. Uh, but overall, the defense hasn't been bad. Um, and Aronson has definitely solidified himself as as a national team player first 11 first 12 whereas i think this time last year we were looking at him like yeah he'll probably make the roster he'll probably make the next world cup roster mm-hmm. and now it's who you gonna start him or tim Weah? and that's like world cup starts today everyone's healthy that's your question i so I, he's, I think it maybe it's him or Gio Reina. could be but yeah no, I, I i agree he's... with most of those points yeah yeah, yeah. Aaronson's just like raised his profile probably ten spots in the roster, went yeah. from twenty three to twenty third man on the roster to twelfth, thirteenth, somewhere in there. Yeah, and that and that's been a really cool. Like it's it's something we kind of knew going into this window that he was going to need to step up and kind of take more of a spotlight with Pulisic and and Rainer being out, and it was kind of on him and Way to like fill those spots. And and Way wasn't bad, but I feel like he wasn't didn't take advantage of this opportunity as, as much as Aronson maybe did, um, even though Aronson mm-hmm. wasn't, wasn't great. And maybe in, in the, the coast, Costa Rica game, um, I feel yeah. like there, there's, there's times when like his, his energy isn't as effective or um, efficient, but he, he still is, is, is showing that, yeah, he is a really important player. And it's, it's crazy. It's crazy to see that our, this, this kid that, you know, we saw with Bethlehem and, rising to be a, a world-class player it's, it's just wild mm-hmm. um yeah but yeah yeah the, the, i mean that panel game was was rough I, yeah i i feel like those those fullbacks were were, were bad and it, it really showed the difference of quality and it really showed that anthony robinson and senior dist are really our, our top fullbacks and i i do want to see joe scally i think he's one that that maybe should come in the next window because yeah more and, and bella were super ineffective in those games in that game um and i I know there's like a lot of uh i don't know things you have to deal with 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 dest uh, his his liabilities um and we saw that kind of in the costa rica game and with that first goal but um the, the, the the costa rica goal but um yeah i mean shaq moore and bello are just aren't aren't at the right level aren't at the same level so and and yeah, like you said, you can make that that case for a couple of those other guys too. So it was it was frustrating, but it it's what make these 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 windows are so crazy because then there's another game coming right after, and then you don't know if you're excited or or worried about it because Costa Rica has been traditionally a, a pretty good team, and I know they're just like really really old now because it's all like the same guys that were good in, in the previous World Cup cycles, but um and and then that. Do you have anything about that pan? I want kind of transition in the, in the Costa Rica game. Do you have anything else to say about Panama? Nah, nah. Costa Rica, um, I think, you know, that first minute, first minute goal. Oh, God. It, it just, goal. it made for, I was so nervous about the night, just how Union or U.S. Twitter was going to just implode if U.S. weren't able to turn it around. And, and fortunately, they, they actually played a previous game after the, that minute, but. Oh boy, what a way to start a game! Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, what a goal by Dest! Absolutely awesome. I, Wea, 
Well, good. My, my running theory about Dest is that his best side, because he's been playing left and right, his best side is whatever side is closest to the TV. Because he swore, scored almost the same kind of banger when he was playing as, as the left fullback in a friendly in Europe um, against Jamaica. Right. So I think they just, just put him closest to the TV and let him shine because the kid just wants a spotlight. That's some interesting analysis there. Yeah, man, but that's, that's my There take. could be something to that, the sauce factor. Yeah. Um, no way. Yeah, that was a nice, nice turn and hit. No, just one touch turning and firing it. Yeah. Uh, it's a shame if they don't credit him with the goal. Right. Because clearly, like, it's just a stupid rule. Um, but yeah, yeah. Uh, and then, um, but like, this maybe. was the lineup that we would expect to see in uh, more like this lineup in the in, in the Panama game like close to like right. they didn't need right. to make the full full change that that Greg did right yeah yeah and so hopefully hopefully Greg is learning and uh yeah hopefully our good players will play and the players who aren't as good won't play as much so I, I seems like a <laughs> the logical way to move forward the the yeah. good thing about the next window it's it's the uh, just a two game window so it's yeah. Mexico and then Jamaica, which at Jamaica and then home with Mexico so it it'll be a some tough games but at least I you'd assume those two games can be more of just straight the, play your best lineup and not worrying about rotation and resting guys so right right yeah hopefully yeah, everyone's awesome. healthy and that's and that'll be a pretty strong lineup but yeah and it. This this qualification thing is is stressful. It's 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 I can't tell if it's fun or not because I, I really really look forward to these games, but then they're I just feel like I'm in like a ball of stress for ninety minutes. Uh huh. Um. No. Yeah. It, it, but it's good to have some uh, legit soccer that um we're paying attention to now. It's like yeah. this is this is the real deal. All right. Well, let's 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 get back to why we're here. Um, your Philadelphia Union. Uh, we are sitting third in the East right now, sitting on forty-five points. Um, twenty-eight games played. New England's got twenty-nine, but every pretty much everyone else has twenty-eight who's um in the mix. So uh, we're two points behind Nashville, three points ahead of Orlando. We're sitting in a home playoff spot right now, but um. Any, anything could happen really you got nine through nine through two separated by 10 points so we got six six games left um six games left sitting here two two home two two home four away uh so and a lot of the a lot of those games are against teams still fighting for that a playoff spot where it's well maybe not a playoff spot we're fighting for seeding or a playoff spot because it's montreal next and then we're at Minnesota, who's obviously in the West, but they're fighting for a playoff spot as well. They're seventh in the West. And then we're home against Nashville the the following weekend, which is going to be has all has the potential to, to be like a six pointer that could take us to, to second place if if we kind of stay in, in this kind of lockstep with them. So mm-hmm. it's going to be a really really intense stretch to end this season, and the Union are, are put themselves in a pretty great spot because they they were dipping for for a bit. And they really rose up, and and this is I don't know this is kind of like what we what I always wanted the union to be, just a team that's kind of just in it and just like 
they don't have to be like the top of the league, you know, an elite team amongst anyone else like they kind of were last year. But like just being in the playoffs, you know, a somewhat of a contender for MLS Cup, maybe, you know, maybe we're not like the strongest team this year, but like we can make a decent run and make some noise. And that's just kind of what, what it's just, and it's, it just makes this really, really fun to see because we, you know, every, every, every week there's, there's big matchups that are going to affect the seeding and you kind of have to look around the league and see where everyone else is at. And it just makes it all really, really exciting. Mm-hmm. So just to finish up the schedule there. So we got Montreal, Minnesota, Nashville. We're away at Toronto. They're toast. They're done. Um, home to Cincinnati. We just you know saw them. And then we end like we always do in the baseball stadium. Why, is, why do we always play them last? Hey, there's got to be some like thought of, you know, decision day and, they're both going to be kind of in the same boat or some something along those lines, but yeah, it's super annoying. Yeah. Um. But yeah, so six games. How many points do you expect from those six games? Yeah. Oof. I, maybe something around ten points. All right, three so, wins, two ties, and a loss. That I mean, that'd, that'd be that'd be really nice. That's that's one tie, two losses, and three three right, wins. Right, right. And that's exactly actually what I had us at: three wins, two losses, and a tie. Um, yeah, I mean, that ten points would put us at fifty-five points. That's that's a nice little season. Following up Supporter Shield, got a Champions League. That's Pretty solid. Pretty yeah. solid. Um, all right. So you got Nashville. That's clearly going to be the toughest one. Um, they're in that home kind of playoff spot. Uh, are there? Do you see a team out there right now who you want to avoid as far as like playoff seating? Um, I I always so, kind of want to avoid New York City. Mm-hmm. Um. I kind of have a weird feeling about DC because one, we finally lost them this year and they're just kind of like a team that seems to be like on the rise this whole season in terms of just like Losada getting them in shape to be a, a pretty solid team. Other than that, I'm, I'm pretty content with playing anyone else. I don't think we'd end up having to play Nashville in the first round at least. So I'm not really factoring them in, but everyone else below us, like I feel like those are the two teams I kind of don't want to see. Yeah, yeah. I mean, assuming things go continue to kind of roll how they are, us in Nashville be kind of like playing for that position to uh, host mm-hmm. those teams. Um, another one I would, I don't think I'd want to see, would be Atlanta. They're sitting in eighth right now. Yeah, because they could. I mean, yeah. I know. guess with Pineda, they're they're definitely a team that's that's improving as well. And if Joseph gets healthy, I think that that yeah, I right. guess they could be dangerous. They, I just feel like they just have a few guys who can really take over and like push them on a nice run. Uh, yeah, it looks like Columbus is probably going to be out. New York Red Bulls probably they're they're three points behind the playoffs right now. It doesn't seem like a lot. There's just so many people in front of them. Yeah. Um, yeah. So cool. Yeah, I think I think ten is a reasonable expectation for those six games get two two wins at home and I don't know, pick up that win at Toronto. 
maybe a tie at Minnesota or something like that. I guess that means we might be losing this weekend in Montreal, so I don't like that. But yeah, you know, what do I know? I yeah, I mean, I mean, Montreal's. I can't say I watched them a whole lot this year, but they are seem to be a pretty steady team. There's a lot of you know like solid players on that team, and I feel like from years past we've we've had, we've struggled to play at Montreal, so it's definitely going to be a tough one. So I, I mean, yeah, they have a Drogba, right? Yeah, they have Drogba. Yep, yeah, they they have and they have um, Thierry Henry. Those yep. two playing. That's yeah, pretty crazy. Devio too. Yeah, mm-hmm. and Devio. Yeah, yeah, that's crazy. <laughs> yeah, they're stacked, man. That's pretty good. Yeah. Uh, all right, cool, man. Cool. All right, so prediction for that game, for reals. For reals. All right, so gonna go against what we were just saying. We're not gonna yeah. lose. Not gonna lose. Cranks. Not a shot. Um, <laughs> I, <laughs> I'm gonna say it's a one-zero win. Wow, thriller. Yep. Yeah. All right. Well, I'm gonna go three one. Three one. Who's your goal scorers? Uh, Casper, um, Bedoya, and will Montero be back? I think so. Yeah. Nah, I'll go at home ground. I'll go Sullivan. Nice. Yeah. Who's gonna be your one? You got one goal. Yeah, my one goal. It's gonna be. Gonna be McGlynn. He's gonna get his first goal of the year. Ooh, that'd yeah. be cool. Yeah. All right, cool. Gonna have his Chipotle and make have a have a nice nice game. Yeah, I guess you know it is the he's due after being on the Doopy Brother podcast yep. for that uh, little Doopy Brother Doopy Brother bump we call it mm-hmm. in the biz. Um, Harry old got his assist. Yeah. And uh, yeah, McGlynn is gonna get that Doopy Brother bump. All right, man. Well, cool. Thanks for uh putting up with me tonight as i was very tired and uninformed um <laughs> you, you done well kid you done well we did it we did uh, it yeah i think i think after this i'll go watch the eagles throw some more interceptions and uh yeah thanks for listening everyone and um keep on being good people union goal